some of you people are way better at this sort of thing than I am. I know that for a fact. What is it in a business place or a workplace that actually makes long-term good work happen? Something to think about it. What are the things that you know? If a workplace is like this, long-term you won't get good work out of your workers, and long-term if a workplace is like this, you will. I'm sure a few things come to mind. Because we're going to hear a little bit here about what Jesus says actually does and does not produce good work in his kingdom from Matthew 25. We've got a master here, and we've got a master in this story who's actually very careful. Have you noticed that this master knows his servants? You can tell by the way that he gives them each an amount that's appropriate to their abilities. Now, this is not unusual to happen. Slaves were a part of the family business. Um, plenty of people sold themselves into Caesar's household as slaves to get it on their resume. And these were people in bonded service for a purpose. So don't think of oh, some random, you know, uh, five-year-old sort of waiter boy who normally just carries water, just all of a sudden got some money to invest and was... No, these are, these are traders on the trading floor at a Wall Street brokerage. And they've said, here's your allotted time. It's going to be a long time. Going away. I want you to do your job with this. Manage these funds. Now, he's a trusting master too. Does anyone else have the idea that, like, you know, he gave out, like, a talent and there's, like, these five coins sort of things. It's like, you know, a little bit of pocket money to use. Like, that's the image you've got in your head. That's the image I've got in my head when I read this, right? A talent is probably around 6,000 denarii. And a denarius is a day's, a day's wage. So do the maths on that, whatever that is. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars that these guys are being entrusted with. <laughs> He knows what they can do with money, because they've obviously been working for him. He's seen it happen before. He knows how much, and he gives them an amount that's appropriate for them, and he's entrusted them with a lot. Now, remember, this is actually meant to be a metaphor for people in the kingdom of God. You all have been entrusted with a lot. There's a reason he chose large sums of money in this story. Now let's focus on the responses. So we've got a little bit about the master. I just want to focus on these three responses because we've only got a minute or two to do this. I know when Elena comes up to me saying, Daddy, look! I know what that means. I know what's coming. She wants to share her joy in something with me. Rainbow, she can see outside a wallaby that's sort of eating something, eating the grass in the backyard, a painting she's done, the dif different colour that the bridge has lit up this tonight because it's just gone different for some reason. She's so happy. And I'm normally like, yep, got the painting straight to the fridge. And, and the, this is the master. He says, look, I've gained five more. And he's so pumped to bring it. He's so keen. That, that word, look, master, look, it is that kind of word. He's so excited. He doesn't seem to think the master is harsh, does he, in his judgment? He's excited to be judged. He knows what to expect from his master. He's excited to see him and celebrate with him. I don't know if you've ever been excited to be evaluated. This man knows his master well enough to know that he can be excited to be judged. Now, verse 22, the man with the two talents, he's the same. He is also pumped. He's... He's not annoyed that he wasn't given as much money as the other guy. He's not feeling insecure because he's done less than the other guy. He's glad because he's been able to do something with what he was given. And he is keen. Once again, even with less to show for it, he's keen to be judged by this master. 
And then the third man, verse 24, 25. I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seeds. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. The bags of gold translation you saw up on the screen is probably about right, isn't it, given the, uh, given the uh, size of the figures? It sounds plausible, doesn't it? It's understandable. You can be scared of losing something that you've been given. There's even an old Jewish rabbinic saying that says, to keep money safe, you have to put it in the ground. But here we see the opposite of a man motivated by the joy that he has of serving his master and sharing that joy with his master. This man is motivated by fear. And I wonder if you can feel... Like I think, the, I think the manager can feel the sting of this accusation. Do you see what he says? The next little bit, what the manager says here is fascinating. Oh, so you knew that I harvest where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered seed. I don't think he believes that for a second. That's not, that's not the way that the, uh, this sort of, you know, just sort of rapacious capitalist, this doesn't seem to be the way that, that, that he's treated the other men and not the way the other men feel treated by him. I'm not a hard man, he says, not like you're saying. And even if that were true, he says, that wouldn't have been the right thing to do anyway. Funny thing being, when he does judge, come down to verse 28, he doesn't say, take the bag of gold from him and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it for myself. Take the bag of gold from him, just give it, give it to the bloke, give it to the bloke who worked hard, give it to the bloke who's already got 10. There's a generosity here. Now, so three things. Because the difference between the servants was that two operated out of joy and one operated out of fear. See, the risk-taking that's encouraged by Ecclesiastes 11 that we read this week, unpacked last week, uh, the New Testament has a far more beautiful, encouraging side to it. Without losing the judgment, though, you will have noticed in that strong statement at the end of the passage. See, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, says Jesus. That there is joy with the master as we do what we can with what he's given us. So as tonight we dream and scheme and imagine what God might be pleased to do with us, there are three things that I just want you to remember. One is that we serve with what we've been given. The joy of your master is that you serve with what he has given you. Now look, there's a day to come when God, we're going we're gonna to bring our paintings from kindy to God. I want to have a painting done. I want to have something to take to God and say, God, look, look what I did. And it'll compare to what, you know, maybe what God or Jesus would have done, it'll be a little kindy painting. But I want to have something to go and share with him in joy. We serve with what we've been given. If you realize that you're here and you, you actually never have bothered to really stop and look up and think, hold on, who else is around? I'm not saying if you have. I'm not saying if you do serve in 50 things, pick up another thing. I'm, I'm saying if you don't at all, stop. we serve with what we've been given. That's what happens in the kingdom. Now, two is we don't serve with what we have not been given. We don't serve with what we've not been given. See, I always sort of thought that the second servant was kind of a little bit useless in the story. You could have just had the five-talent one and the one-talent one, right? Why bother? But see, how awful would it have been if that second servant had come to his master anxious, expecting disapproval? I only got two. I wasn't even trusted with much. What a tragedy that would be compared to the joy that he experiences. It's, don't let what you don't got spoil the joy 
of serving God with what you do, God. If you think there ain't much that you got, don't let, the, don't let the, 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 what you don't got spoil the joy of serving God with what you do. Lastly, so we serve with what we've been given. We don't serve with what we've not been given. Thirdly, those in Christ don't live out of fear. We don't live out of fear of our God. He is not that harsh, rapacious capitalist. Yes, we will feel fear, and we might feel fear even of God, but we don't let it win. We take it to Jesus and we leave it with him. We have a good master who's given us lots of resources, lots of money, lots of time, lots of energy, lots of personal gifts. Let's get amongst it. This is an exciting passage. Jesus is saying, get excited for what we might do with God. Look forward to entering his happiness. Look forward to rocking up on the last day with your terrible efforts at evangelism. Look forward to that because you've only got to serve with what you've got, right? So look forward to that. Look forward to the day of judgment with all that you've got, not what you don't. And look forward to Dad's face when he sees what you've done and says, yep, straight to the fridge. It's going straight to the pool room. Now, if you find yourself serving out of fear and expectation, maybe a cloud of darkness, then something's not right, is it? And you'll know it, but you'll have tried to soldier on probably. We'll come to the elders and we'll see if we can figure out what's gone wrong. You know, it could be something in your heart. Maybe it is that you're serving with something you haven't been given. You know, we've given you a job that's sort of like a 50 million talent job when you're, you're sort of, you know, you're sitting more in a, you know, HSV, not quite a Ferrari kind of range. You're like, oh, okay, that probably wasn't very kind of us to give you the wrong job. Or, or maybe you're trying to, you're sort of trying to serve and do these right things and, and, and measure yourself by how well you've done. But really, oh, you're measuring yourself by someone else who's just got a billion talents. Or it could just be that the elders haven't given you enough support or something's gone wrong in church or it could be 50 million things. But this is the joy that we're hoping to see service happen in. And so if that's, if that's not how you've been serving, then help us, help us help you by coming to us and we can pray together. Let's pray now. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and we thank you for this parable of Jesus. We thank you for you being a good master. Father, please help us to serve with what we've been given, to seek first the kingdom of God. Father, help us not to serve with what we've not been given and not to, not to uh, be jealous or downcast or downhearted because of that, but to be like the second servant. And Father, we pray that we wouldn't live in fear of the day of judgment, but look forward to bringing to you our kindy paintings to be taken to the fridge and entering into your happiness. In Jesus' name, amen.